This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit nicuconnections.com backslash NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joined by Melissa House and Megan Nagoski. Um, Megan, Melissa, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you for having us. So you are part of a focus group called PMAD. Can you tell us a little bit about what PMAD is? Yes, so PMAD stands for Perinatal Mood and Anxiety Disorders, um, which is a growing interest, I would say, in the neonatology kind of field, um, as well as generally over um, kind of globally with pediatrics. So we are a newer focus group within CHNC. Um, We developed two years ago um, after we, both Megan and I, have shared interests with severe BPD as well as in better support of our families and transitions in care and also support of parents um, who are suffering from mental health and the stress of the NICU. Um, And we heard a wonderful presentation from the group in DC two years ago and reached out um, to Lamia to just find out how she started. And with that, we um, enrolled more people from other centers that were interested in this growing field. And and now we're trying to collaborate within CHNC to see um, if we can improve um, the mental health care of um, parents in our NICUs. Because it is really a part of family-centered care, we Mm -hmm. feel. And it affects infant health, child health. It affects us and our ability to interact with families. And so it's just, it should be a part, it should be a priority. Yeah, I mean, even if you look outside of the NICU population, we know that parent mental health problems slash disorders, I mean, affect outcomes, Mm -hmm. uh, health and developmental outcomes. And it's just magnified in our NICU population. So I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to hear what you guys have been working on. Well, our our big thing that we've been working on is sending out a survey to our level four referral centers on both what kind of mental health support they have available in their hospitals and also if they're actually using validated screens Mm -hmm. to detect depression and mood uh, disorders and anxiety in the parents. Um, we know that these surveys have been sent out to other centers before, but we thought that there might be some unique challenges in our referral centers because some of the other centers that are level two or level three are enfolded within 
a perinatal center. And mm-hmm. so the level of support will be different, we would anticipate. Well, I was going to say, so many of your centers are referral centers, right? So right. babies mm-hmm. also have to maybe be far from home. They so are. it adds a whole other layer of complexity. Right. And I was going to ask, when, when we screen families, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody screened positive. Mm. Or some, I mean, how can you remain at your baseline mm-hmm. when your baby is in the ICU? There's no way to not be affected by that. So how, how do we determine what's within normal, meaning there's an appropriate level of anxiety that is not impacting negatively the family versus something that needs help? Yeah. No, I think that's a really great point. And I think that as clinicians um, and even, you know, our social workers struggle with that where you can roll out a, a screen, but unless you have the ability to have better mental health services ingrained in your NICU to help kind of tease some of those things out of is this normal um, situational anxiety and depression? Is this something more? Um, and so I think that, you know, we've, we, our group is great in that it's multidisciplinary. We have psychologists, mm-hmm. um, social workers, physicians, um, a nurse who has an interest. And so we're growing and trying to navigate that. And one of our future projects that we really hope to work on is do we need a better screening tool? Mm-hmm. Is a general um, postpartum depression scale really appropriate for our NICU um, parents mm-hmm. um, as well as anxiety and also um, trauma and screening for trauma yeah. in the NICU? And, and how the the, the st- the state of mind of families is very much evolving. The level right. of anxiety at the beginning of the admission versus two months into it is a right. whole different ballgame. And I, the timing of screening from what limited data we have matters. Mm-hmm. And so there's a PACE study that came out that said that over 50% of families, if you screen them within the first two weeks of admission, have psychological distress. And so a lot of centers, although, to be honest, there's not a a ton, and it's mm-hmm. definitely not even half of centers that actually have standardized formal mm-hmm. screening. Um, they wait until after two weeks often. Or sometimes they'll do it on the time of admission, but you have to be careful and then think about repeat screening, mm-hmm. which is hard because we have limited staff to be able to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. I anticipate that you will find what has been shown in the literature, that there's a lot of variability um, that trends towards not screening and not having mental health professionals integrated in the unit. So what, what would be the next steps? What would be the vision you think for the group about how we can tackle that problem? (laughs) Um, We are working on, um, because a lot of, especially level four units or referral centers do aren't um, associated with an adult facility. Um, and so providing adult health services within a children's mm-hmm. system is really challenging. Um, and then to tackle on mental health, which doesn't always have the best support and coverage by insurance and concerns from um, legal about how to tackle this and support families. Um, and so many centers who have done this successfully were trying to learn from them within our group. And then our goal would be to kind of create a toolkit Mm -hmm. um, of these are things that have worked in the past for other hospitals, how they presented to leadership of what the value is. Um, And not only this is the improvement we've seen in our families and family satisfaction and hopefully influencing neurodevelopmental outcomes, which is, you know, everyone's goal, but also 
these are the things that mental health services can do to help our staff, Mm -hmm. to help um, bedside providers, to help them interact with the families, but also manage um, their own grief and trauma in certain situations. And many psychologists have commented that they consider themselves like revenue extenders and help support um, staff longevity Mm -hmm. and less turnover by just making a more cohesive unit that supports the families, obviously, is our goal, but also everyone, because what we do every day is really challenging. Um, And so that's our hope would be how how can we create a toolkit for other centers to be able to model of this is the value and this is how how other hospitals have approached it and this is how we can mimic that. And tacking on to that, I mean, this is not trying to get ahead. This is actually Catching trying up. to meet yeah. what has already been defined as the standard of That's care. Right. And it's actually... Daphne says worth. that. <laughs> Daphne will come out and be like, this is not even improvement. This is standard of care. Right. So within the last six to 12 months, the AAP just came out yep. and said that level two plus NICUs need to be doing or standardizing screens for mood disorders in families. And also the presence of NICU-dedicated psychology support is actually one of the U.S. News and World mm-hmm. Report uh, measures. Yeah, metrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, un- unfortunately, I think that's what's going to change uh, the tides right. um, is when it becomes a part of the mm-hmm. metric right. system. And I'm hopeful that groups like yours that really have a lot of institutions will help um, set the the, the goalposts and set the standards so that way we, we will all have to fall in line. <laughs> and when looking at outcomes, I mean, so we can help parents for sure, but what are the impacts you'll see then on the baby and their, and their hospitalization? Right. Any data on that? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but We do know that parents with mental health disorders or mood and anxiety disorders actually do have a tendency, maybe not even within the hospitalization, but beyond that, miss appointments for their children. And mm-hmm. so it can actually impact their long-term I was health. going to say variables. Yeah. To me, that sounds like easy outcomes where you right. would see an improvement would be missed follow-up appointments, readmissions, right. or exactly. revisits to the ER, and then delayed discharge where you know how the parents, like, the parents that's not ready to go home, mm-hmm. I think... Yes, if you if you if you've managed uh, symptoms of anxiety, depression on the on the front end, then I'm sure they'll be more likely to be discharged on time. When yeah, I mean that's right. Been yeah, length of stay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that um, you know impaired bonding, impaired right. um, proficiency in the parenting skills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, have really impacted the NICU admission. Yeah. So, yeah. This well, is, it's very exciting work. We're really looking forward to to seeing what you guys uh, come up with. Uh, before you go, um, we, we're asking everybody if you can share something that you've learned at the conference that you're going to take back uh, to your home institution. It doesn't have to be from... Right. This topic necessarily. But, uh, Mine has obviously gone blank right now. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it takes time to process all the well, new information, mm-hmm. you know? Well, we, are, um, we were privileged to also attend yes. the BPD colloquium the first um, day and a half prior to the um, annual yeah. symposium starting, which is just um, really great of for us, very like-minded people. And Megan and um, Miller Shivers, who's the psychologist at Lurie, are working on a really wonderful project at looking at infant attachment and Mm -hmm. improvements in the NICU and how that might be associated with delirium and Mm -hmm. can 
poor attachment actually be a sign? Um, can be can it actually be poor attachment instead of delirium? Mm-hmm, Some of those right. symptoms might actually um, cross, which has inspired me a lot um, in thinking about how to implement that in our unit with our patients who have really long lengths of stay. So that was really fascinating to me. Yeah, and I think that might actually help us with doing so many other things that can benefit patients from a neurodevelopmental standpoint, like Mm -hmm. avoiding prolonged neurosedative use if we can have these parents. Not necessarily, I mean, there's they can't really be there all the time. A lot of them can't. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of limitations to their ability to be in the hospital. But having that meaningful time and understanding Mm -hmm. how to parent their infant and how that evolves as they're they get older, I think, Mm -hmm. and letting them take an active role will go a long way in improving their outcomes. Love it. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nicupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICUPodcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.